challenge is when things didn't go the way that they wanted them to go, they started complaining. They started complaining. And I shared with you that complaining is a roadblock to humility. It stops it. It stops the movement going towards humility. And we need humility. We need humility. Um, 1 Peter chapter 5 says to dress or clothe yourself in humility. This is what we should put on every day. We should put on humility. And humility isn't, isn't thinking less of yourself. That's not humility. Humility isn't, oh, I'm some dog, I'm, so, I'm, I'm worthless, I'm just a worm, you know, I, I'm nothing, I have nothing, I can do nothing. That's not humility. It's not humility because that's not what God says about you. In fact, the Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. That's who you are. That's what you are. And so humility comes in the, the picture of every single day, I want to not think less of myself. I just want to think about myself less. Did you see what we did with those words? We're using the same word less, but instead of thinking less of myself, I'm just not highlighting me as much. I'm thinking of myself less. The other picture of humility, it really came out a little bit this morning in the new members uh, training. Every Sunday morning at 9.15, we are sharing what the new membership design is here at High Street Worship. If you want to be a member of High Street Worship or if you're an existing member and you want to know what am I responsible for, what, what's expected of me, and not membership as a club, but membership as an organism, we are the life of God. And there are things that we do or, from a structure standpoint, but the reality is that membership is an invitation into a family, into a fellowship into the church, and not just the church building, but Jesus says, where two or three are gathered, you have my church or my ecclesia. And we we're talking a little bit this morning just about the design, the design of, of who we are and how we are. How are we? Who are we? What's supposed to happen? Well, the highest form of worship is obedience. And when I make a decision that I'm going to come or respond to faith in Jesus, I'm doing it in humility. I'm doing it in humility. What does that mean? That means like Jesus, Jesus' mother said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's humility. That's humility. Humility is whatever he says, that's what I'm going to do. It is, a good word is submission. Submission means under. Everybody say submission means come under the mission of another. That's submission. I'm coming under the mission of another. Jesus submitted himself to God the Father. He came under the Father's mission. 
In St. John chapter 8, he says, I do those things that the Father says. I only do those things that please the Father. What is that? It's submission. It's under God's mission. But the form of it is humility. It's humility. I come under the mission. So what does God say when it comes to humility? When it says about complaining? What does he say? What is, what is God's perspective and picture on those words, those words of complaining? Let's look at Exodus chapter, let's look at Exodus chapter 14 and, um, and verse 4. We'll start Exodus chapter 14, verse 4. And we're going to go for a little bit. Look at what he says. He says, once again, again, the picture of this is God leading by Moses, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Pharaoh kept getting in the way. And look what he says, verse 4. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he will chase after you. I've planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. And so the Israelites camped out there as they were told. Let's go down to verse 10. When we go down to verse 10, it says, as Pharaoh approached... Remember, he hardened his heart. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. And you never want to get to a place where now you have played around with obedience until now your heart gets hardened. People say, oh, I'll just keep my heart hardened for a little bit. I'll just be angry for a little bit. I'll forgive them tomorrow. I'll stay mad at my husband or my friend, or I'll just be bitter for a little bit, but I'll, I'll go back to doing the right thing. God knows how I am. Well, the Bible says God hardened Pharaoh's heart. See, we are not entitled to repentance. Repentance is a gift. So we can't choose when we want to repent. You don't know if that door will be opened. You don't know if you'll be seeing the same way at that particular time. That's why he that knows to do good, do it. And do it quickly. Does that make sense? Put your hand on your chest and say, Holy Spirit, help me to have eyes to see and ears to hear and a will to obey in Jesus' name. So you want to live in that state. And this isn't what the whole teaching is about, but that picture of Pharaoh having his heart hardened by God, man, I never want to be in that place. You say, oh, God will never do that. You don't know what God will do. See, humility is the one that says, God, you are God and I am not. So let me try and live. Let me try and camp out under your mission. But look what happened. Here's the result of Pharaoh hardening his heart. It says, as Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up 
and panicked. When they saw the Egyptians overtaking them, they cried out to the Lord. And they said to Moses, see, two things happen. They cry out to God. So they're like, all right, we're going to cry out to God. God, help us, help us, help us, help us, Lord. But then to those that were around them, look at what they said. Why did you bring us out here to die in this wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? One of the things that we bought up last week, and you can, you can keep that up there, that scripture up there. And one of the things that we bought up last week was that complaining comes out of a fear of lordship. What does that mean? I don't believe that God is big enough to take care of this situation. So now my fear takes over, and the language of fear is complaining. I almost got caught in it this week. And it wasn't this big thing. It was just the rhythm of what happens in our culture. I'm, I'm on my way to an appointment. Pam's with me in the car. I'm on my way to an appointment. And there are, there are cars in front of me, and they're about to turn. There's a green arrow only for those that are going to turn from the left lane. And I'm looking, and I know what time I have to be at my appointment. And so when the light turns green, what does green mean? Green means go. And I'm about five cars back. And one of them is a tractor trailer. And I'm trying to make the light. And as soon as the green comes up, man, he's taking his time. I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he has to do something with the clutch or the gears. Whatever reason, he's not turning quick enough. And in an instant, that complaining thing tries to get on me. I'm like, man, you know what? <laughs> you know the green is there. You know we're all behind you. And I, oh, Lord, I, huh. I'm afraid I won't make the light. And that's going to push my time back. But the language that I'm using is complaining. I looked at Pam and I said, oh, do you see what I'm doing? She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm using that just as a small example of how easy it is. And I want you to think about your life. Think about how often you complain. The teaching itself, and I've taught on this many times, but the rhythm of this is causing Pam and I, even in our just our natural activity, you know, you know, there was something that happened on Friday, the you know, customer service, and Pam's on the Pam's on the line and I'm listening. I'm in the other room listening because she's trying to get some stuff taken care of and, and this person's not doing what they're supposed to do, and that person, so she's got to call there and call there, call there, and I'm listening. Because I'm there. I want to be able to run in and either comfort her or encourage her. 
And man, she's just flowing. She's flowing wonderfully. And she gets off the line. And I know she's frustrated because things have to happen at a particular time. But her language, you know, the Bible says when, the, when Peter was... Um, when Peter was at the fire and Jesus was being tortured, he says that the, the, the people around him looked and saw the disciples and they saw Peter and he said, hey, you look like you were with, one of the, with, with him. You look like you're one of those disciple guys, one of those Christian guys. And Peter, out of fear, began to say certain things because he wanted to disassociate himself. And the lady kept saying certain things, and she said at one point, she says, I know you're one of them, listen to this, because your speech betrays you. You sound like someone. So then he changed his speech and started cursing because he didn't want to associate with Jesus. I want you to know that when it comes to issues coming up in our lives, our speech reflects who we're connected with. It, our speech shows, are we locked into the Lord? Are we locked into him fixing it? I listened to Pam. She came in the, the family room right afterwards. And I said, you did such an amazing job because I know what was at stake. I know how big a deal this was that she was working through. And it was huge. It was huge. If that thing didn't go through, and it had, to, it had to do with, a, you know, a pharmacy and doctors and all that kind of stuff. If that thing didn't go through, then the whole weekend we would have been without as it relates to, to what the, uh, the, we're supposed to get from the doctors. And so the, the anxiety is there. We know it's a time crunch. Things are coming up. And I listened to her speech. I listened to what she worked through. And when she got off, the Holy Spirit said, now build her up, build her up, build her up. That's why the body of Christ is so important. We don't need to be around people that's going to help us to complain. Isn't that right? Girl, guess what happened? I know. You don't even have to tell me. I know what you're going to say, and it ain't right. You don't deserve that. How are they going to do that? How many times you've been waiting for that? That just ain't right. You know what we need to do? Have you ever been around anything like that? Now, I'm trying to help you. I didn't say participate because I'm encouraging you. I want to build you up. But you want to make sure. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everything that needed to take place, it took place. It didn't go the way we thought it was going to go, but God came in a totally different direction, and it worked out. And all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and those that are called according to his purpose. It'll work out. Did it work out? It worked out. But in the middle of it, and just like the, you know, the traffic light, I got there on time. I got there well. We got there well ahead of time. But in the moment, fear comes up. And the language, the language is complaining. I shared with you last week that complaining is food for the demonic. They hear you complain, they, sh <laughs> they show up. They're just right there. Spiritual wickedness will show up. And you know what? They show up with ideas. 
they'll show up and they'll give you counsel. They'll whisper in your ear. They'll tell you all kinds of things. That's why the person who has gotten strong in that area of fear, standing against fear, filled with the lordship of Jesus, is the one who keeps his eyes on Jesus. But the thing I want to share with you today is you can't do this without the help of the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to stop complaining. I heard pastor talking about complaining and how, oh, man, complaining's not good. And, and you know what? I'm making my mind. I'm stopping it. They said we need to fast complaining, fast gossip, conf- uh, fast accusation. It's a CGA fast. We'll talk a little bit about that today. It's going to be funny. Um, we're gathering uh, 3,000 Christians in the same room and asking them to pray together. Don't you know there's going to be the potential for some complaining? Because you don't pray like the other person. You may not look like the other person. You may not dress like the other person. And the accuser will be in there. The gossiper will be in there. The, uh, the, the, the complaining spirit will be in there. Look at them. Listen to the way they pray. They're not even on their knees. How are they going to pray walking around like that? Listen to how loud they're praying. They need to calm down. Do you see what can happen? And we're going to need to fast. I want to tell that whole group. I'm going to say, hey, look, guys, ahead of time, ladies, ahead of time, old, young, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, African, Indonesian. We're going to need to be careful about the complaining. Now, even before all those gathered down at the convention center, turn around and look around in this room. Just look around. Look around. Look at all the si- shapes and the sizes. Look at the, look at the expressions. Some of y'all smiling, some of you not. What am I trying to say? Where there are people, there are issues. There is diversity. And where there is diversity and issues, the enemy tries to stir the pot. He's always going to try and show they're not like you, complain. They're not like you, accuse. They're not like you, criticize. I mean, even me. Some could look at me and say, man, he got on sneakers. Don't you know this is the house of God? Why are you not wearing shoes? He needs to be coming in with a suit and tie. And so we have to give room for the Holy Spirit to come in and help. So put your hand on your chest as we wrap this up. Put your hand on your chest. Say, Holy Spirit, help me. I don't want to be a complainer. And in humility, I want to follow the Father's design in Jesus' name. Help me. Amen. Amen. Scoot over next to somebody that may be near you. Nobody by themselves. Just, a, just another person or two. Just another person or two. I don't need 80 of y'all in one row, but just another person. Now, remember, I don't want anybody sitting by themselves. Look around. Don't just pick your friend. Look around. Nobody by themselves. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. 
I said, come on down. You come on down. Look at her. She said, yeah. Tell, okay, she found somebody. I was going to tell you, come on down. These two could need your company. They need you. They, yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, look at her moving over. Moving over. Oh, this is, this is how it should be. Now, now, just for a moment, just for a moment, I want you to look at each other. And don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. But look at each other. And just, just, just a couple of statements between each other. Like, hey, I really don't want to be a complainer. You know, I want to walk in humility. And so will you pray for me? There you go. Will you pray for me? Will you help me to hear God? Now, some of you are meeting each other for the first time, and for people like that, it's probably easier. It's a little bit more difficult if you live with each other. You understand what I'm saying? So don't respond to a person that you might live with or you might, uh, you know, a parent or a child, husband, wife, whatever. Don't look at them and be like, yeah, you know you're a complainer too, don't you? Don't, don't, don't do it like that. Don't do it like that. But you say to them, yes, I'm willing to bless you in this. All right, so look, let's, let's pray for each other now as we close. Say these words, say these words. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory for all that you give us. Jesus, you are our Lord. And you're Lord over everything. So fear should not lead us, should not lead me to complaining. Forgive me if I've complained. Forgive me if I've murmured. I want to be thankful and walk in humility. But help me and help my friends here with the power of the Holy Spirit to live in faith honor, thankfulness, blessing at all times. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. That's good. Let's clap.